Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is your bi-weekly source of gaming news questions and impressions from minimap.com.au. My name is Kerry Palmer. Uh, the end. No, joined with me is Jeremy Bradisich. Hi. And June Williams. Hello. We are in a new location. We are in a new month. We're not in the new year. We recorded the last one in January, right? Yes, the 7th. Okay. Is when we recorded. We're in yeah, a new it was month. my birthday. Yeah. Oh. Why don't you remember that? It was a very important day. We sang. Oh, we did. Oh, we did. I can play the clip. I don't want, don't want to hear that again. Man, it, it's, it's been a month. Uh, it's been a enough. January. The other day, I thought it was your birthday as well. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. I love it when this is the three days. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> and you're like, happy birthday at all caps. I was like, close. You're like, wait, really? I was like, yeah, but I appreciate the effort. And you're like, damn it. <laughs> it's in my calendar for the second, but it's the 12th. Yeah. Right. I must have just hit like one of the wrong buttons when I did like the yeah. 12th of Feb. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Soon. That is soon. It is. Oh, your Christmas present. Yeah. I've got it. Oh, excellent. Oh, hang on. I'll get it right now. What? <laughs> <laughs> now I don't know where to cut. <laughs> Vamp. Oh, okay. June, how was your January? Um, really busy. Yep. Um, I played more games than I thought I would, though, uh-huh. which is nice. I think I'm getting back into the swing of not being that exhausted after work. That's good. Which is good. Um, and Animal Crossing is out. Oh my god! Almost a month. It's so exciting. Can we talk about the the switch? The switch, the Animal Crossing switch. I have it pre-ordered. It is maybe the best. The colors, the pastel. I don't know why they haven't done pastel before. But also, like a dock that isn't just black. Yep. I like it. I think it's the best special edition switch I've ever seen. Absolutely, absolutely is. Like Um, it sucks that it doesn't come with the game. Oh, I know. But um, I'm happily happily pay. $450 $450 and then buy an $80 game on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Are you trading in a Switch towards it? Yeah, I will be, I think. Yeah. Um, or effective returning my new one. Oh. I mean, fair enough because you, you kind of you kind of impulse bought one. Uh, yes, I did. I don't know why I didn't just wait when I knew they might be releasing an Animal Crossing mm. limited edition. But. Mm. Um, I mean, worst comes yeah. to worst, you could trade your old one that you say you hate because it doesn't work that well. Yeah, well, yeah, well I'm going to do that 200. anyway because technically I have two switches now. Anyway, Give me a lithograph. Back. Show me. Merry Christmas. Thanks. Open Jer- it. Jeremy, we're talking about the Animal Crossing limited edition switch. Oh, I love it so much. It is so good. I'm going to put my mic down on the table. I might be a bit quieter. Ooh. What do we got? It's a flat. This is package. an unboxing podcast. Now. Yeah. To, Live audio unboxing. To an address that isn't this one because Jeremy's moved house. I've opened the present and I accidentally opened it the wrong way so I can't see it. Oh, it's a Celeste photo. Sure. Jeremy. Oh, it's cute. It's really nice. It's got a nice white border around it. There's there's more than one. Oh, I thought it felt thick. Mm. So we have Madeline looking up at Mountain Celeste. As it is known. <laughs> is it actually? <laughs> yeah, Celeste is the mountain. Oh, right. Jeremy, you finished that game like three weeks ago. I don't, I don't remember the word Celeste being in the game at all. Her name is not Celeste. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. And this one. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that one's is sweet. This, is this on? Yeah. On the mountain? Yeah, it's on the peak. That's so nice. It's all pillowy. Yeah. Oh, these are gorgeous. They smell nice. Mm. American. <laughs> These are really, really nice. You should frame them. Yeah, they're, they're nice because it's got the pictures and then it's got lots of mm. like white border around mm. it. They're, they're, 
prime framing material. Thank you, Jeremy. I got you both gifts for games that you like. <laughs> nice. Yes, you did, buddy. Well yeah. done. Thank you. You're more than welcome. You, you got how are you how are your Red Dead pillows? They're very very good. I wouldn't call them red. They're just cowboy pillows. Yeah. They don't have yeah. to be Red Dead pillows. Yeah. They're very good. They keep me warm at night. You know when you just want like not like a full pillow. You just want like one like mm. one sort of normal size pillow to put like under your arm when you're yeah. sleeping. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. And you got two, so I can choose which one I want to use. <laughs> is, okay. is there one favorite? <laughs> They're identical. Yeah. It's like choosing a favorite son. Yeah, that one's got one. <laughs> so it's been a month. Uh, apologies for the delay in the in last in the last podcast. Uh, some extenuating circumstances came about. Jeremy moved house. Mm. There were some family issues on my side, and uh, a uh, podcast in the last couple of weeks was a little untenable. But worry not, because here we are now. Uh, June's just looking incredibly uncomfortable on, yeah, on the my ground. Neck hurts. Yeah, you, you really, you really have. I'm just gonna. I'm, you, I'm should just uh, gonna you should get a standing desk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna swap chairs. Hang on. For reference, June is sitting on the ground with the mic on us. You can move if you want. Okay, is that fine? With, with Do you want to get this chair and sit against the table? It might be a little lower. Like oh, I don't think sit the against it. I don't think that's too much. Effort. The that's too different. much effort. But June's like sitting on the ground with the microphone on a stool, but the stool's like tall. It's the same height as a table, so like it's, it was stupid in the yeah, first place. Yeah, it took us five minutes and it was for nothing. Move your feet. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing is when someone's doing something that's like, that takes a lot of effort and like a lot of like physical movement and then makes a noise that doesn't at all like come from it. It's like a noise that they fake. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're here to talk about games that we've been is playing. That, better? that feels better. Yeah, it feels better. Yeah, it feels better is good. We're here to talk about games that we've been playing. Yeah, uh, news that has been happening, and June's question corner, as always. Um, if you like this podcast, if you've missed it, I'm sorry we weren't here. Um, but you can find all of our other episodes and all of the content that we make on minimap.com.au. Uh, that is our website. That is where we make stuff. That is what we do this for. Um, go there now to see the podcast that I posted on Wednesday, the 5th of February about... Did I say podcast we posted? Yeah. The article I posted on Wednesday, the 5th of February about Apex Legends and where it is after uh, one year living. <laughs> and and uh, Happy birthday. <laughs> one year living. Happy birthday, Apex. Um if you have enjoyed this podcast at all so far or in other episodes, um, please consider heading to patreon.com slash minimapau where you can find uh, a page where you can choose to support us monetarily if that is something that you are so interested in doing. Um, it sure has been a month, huh? <laughs> it sure has been a month. I'm a little rusty. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> um, there are cool things there like uh, what's, what do we got there? We've got outtakes. Mm-hmm. If you do that, we've got like show notes as well. And um, you can also talk to us and send us feedback through our Patreon if you have need or want of some input into the shows. Uh, If you don't have any money to throw away or you don't want to, but you still want to listen, that's totally fine. You can absolutely do that. We'll be here for you. Um, Let's jump right into it. Yeah. Jeremy's played like 11 games. Yeah. Um, 
Part of the reason being this because the first like 10 days I was living at this new house, I didn't have internet. Oh, yeah, So that's I was right. like, I'm just going to play like a bunch of offline games. Um, Sensible to see. Yeah, it's like Finish Doom and stuff like that. Mm. Um, turns yeah. out. Should we, should, we, should we lightning round here? Yeah, sure thing. Where do you want to start? Uh, do the highlighted ones because those are the ones I'll actually talk about. Do what? Do the highlighted ones. Yeah, those I, ones, I yeah. figured. Yeah. Uh, start with Thoughtful Broadcast. Uh, yeah, so I found this game sort of randomly on Steam um, before it was released. Uh, it is a... Did I talk about this on the podcast? I don't, I don't know if I did. I don't know if you did on the I podcast. So. so Not For Broadcast is a game where you are in control of a British uh, news uh, television station. Okay. Um, and... By in charge, I don't mean like you're managing the station itself. I mean, it's in, you're in like the control room, changing the camera angles um, and uh, like deciding when to cut. And if someone swears, you have to censor. And you've got um, two screens, one which is live and the one that's being broadcast. And that one's like four seconds delay. Right. Um, so you've, both, you've got both of those to manage and you've got the multicam section as well. Like the, like the perspective of the game is you, like just the um, control room. Um, and you've got like multicams and it's all FMV. Um, so you have to like swap between the different cameras to see like what's the better angle. You don't want to stay on someone for too long. Um, and you've got like a bar you need to manage of like making like the bar just is how many viewers are, are watching at any given moment. Right. Okay. It's um, like your guitar hero, like clap meter. Yeah. Like. Sort of. Yeah. It's yeah, honestly, yeah, it is a bit like that. Yeah. Um, and so you want to make sure you're like, filming the person who's talking um you want to get good reaction shots to what people are saying uh you want to make sure the shot isn't going on for like more than 10 seconds i think is the rule that they give you um before otherwise people will want to tune out because it's not as interesting um and so usually like a lot of the uh um uh like like the, the problems that need to be solved that they give you are like an interview between two people and you've got a wide you've got a close-up on each and then you've got a cutaway to say if it's a person promoting a movie, um, you've got the cutaway to the clip that you have to swap to when yeah. they when they intro the clip. Um, and it's really it's quite interesting. It's quite a good game. Um, it can get quite stressful at times. Um, the game is very satirical. It's set it's set in an in an England where a quote radical government has just come into power, um, and the like. There's like there's two prime ministers who have now. Um, uh, become the leaders of the country and for example in their opening address uh one of them is very drunk and he's like swearing a lot like while he's drunk talking about the stuff that they're gonna like get a hold of and so you have to like keep timing the sensor button while doing the right shots and the right like changes oh that's nuts it's really fun it is really cool um the the story itself is a little bit like it's a little bit too much of a story for a game like this. Oh, right. Um, it's a bit intense. Well, no, it's not intense. It's like they they give you a character. Um, oh. And like they they keep deciding. Part, part Aaron Sorkin newsroom. Yeah, sort of. And it's like the worst part of it because like the way they tell the character's story is just like in between levels. There's just like a bunch of text. Ah. Like, But there's like a lot of text. There is like so much text. Right. Okay. Like minutes of text. Yeah. And you're just reading and I'm like, I don't care about any of this shit. Right, okay. Um, I don't know if it makes any difference on the story. I haven't noticed it. So the game's still in early access. Um, there's only about two hours worth of content at the moment. Um, and there, there, there's... I feel like any more than two hours would be, like, too stressful. 
If you played like more than two hours straight, I think I would just combust and die. It, it's not super, super special. It's pretty fun. Like it's pretty like lighthearted and quite, and some of it's quite funny. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the writing and the acting especially is really, really quite good. Mm. Like a spe- like for an FMV game, this is like top notch, like acting and writing. Um, and one of the most interesting things is they give you like a, uh, like after every, every shift, you can go to the archives and you can watch back what you've done. And then you can watch back and swap between cameras and microphones while um, uh, without having to like actually cut up everything. So you can just like watch the raw footage. Um, it's called the rushes. And so then you can actually go and see people's reactions to things or stuff they've said in between the breaks while you've been having commercials on. And while the commercials are happening, you can see what's happening, but you can't hear them. And, oh no! And no, like, but like that's intentional because, like, because you can only hear what's being broadcast, so you can hear the commercials, and the commercials are also quite funny. Um, but you can see what's happening in between segments, and there's like characters bickering and fighting and cor- calling each other things, and then they go back to the news and they're like, "Welcome back!" And they're like, <laughs> "Really?" That's like what we do here. Like we all hate each other when we're not on pod. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and. So you can go and see those things, and a lot, like a lot of it is very, very funny. You can actually notice and take in the jokes in a way that's like, oh, I didn't realize that joke was there, or I didn't realize they were referencing something beforehand. Um, it's quite good. I'm, good. I'm, I'm liking it a lot. I, uh, I don't know what direction they're gonna take it. If the direction I think they're gonna take it, if it goes in that direction, I think that's like the bad direction because it's really, it's just a really weird story to tell. Um, but I don't know what that is yet because it's only like two hours worth of content. That's interesting. It seems like a weird game to make for early access. Yeah. So like the, the game's apparently been in development for two or three years now. Wow. Because um, a lot of it would be like getting actors, getting writing and then mm. actually doing like a full scale production and then making a game on top of that. Like yeah. it's quite a lot to do. Um, and they've said the reason it's in early access is because they want like fan direction and stuff, which is the reason everyone says they're doing early access. Um, but really, I think they're just doing it to keep the funding going so they can probably finish yeah. this game, mm. um, which is like a fair enough reason to want to do that. Um, but yeah, it's 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 quite cool. I'm, I like it a lot. And yeah, like I said, like the acting and writing is very, very, very good. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Something to underpin it. Keep it going well. Mm. Um, what else is quick here? What Tell me about Coffee Talk. What is that? So I saw a coffee talk in a discord that I just joined. Um, someone was talking about that. It's just like quite a positive, neat little game to play. Um, coffee talk is a short little, uh, I, sh- I won't say short cause I haven't finished it yet. So I don't know how long it is. Um, it is a little visual novel set in a coffee shop and you are a barista and you have regulars who come in and you sort of get to know their orders and you have conversations with them and listen to their lives and sort of give them like advice or you just joke around with them. Um, there's no like decisions to make of what you're saying or anything. It's all like, it's all one linear story. Um, but yeah, it's really nice. Um, it's got a really, really nice pixel art style that goes a long way for these characters that come in a very like caricatures of people you would have met at some point in your life. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's also set in like a fantasy setting, but in like a, it's like a postmodern fantasy setting where like elves and orcs and vampires and succubi, uh, su- what is it? Su- 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 succubus? That's that's the singular. I don't know succubi, what the plural is. Succubi, yeah, I guess. Succubi? Um, uh, how many, you, you have multiple buses. Maybe it's the succ- succubuses. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, <laughs> the sexy vampire thing that flies. Um, they they're all like living together at this point. Like they're like like in like the prologue. It's like the uh, the. The, the the dwarves have come out of their homes and have gone into the automotive industry and like stuff like this like it's right. like it's like a it's just a modern day fantasy stuff okay um and sort so of like uh uh the wolf among us like fairy tales but in I a modern day that. setting right yeah it's it's like bright i don't know if have you seen bright with will smith on netflix it's, it's oh yeah kind oh. of it's like got that machine gun kelly song in it probably yeah. that movie sucks yeah that song's like okay. Orc there. Cops right. and yeah, yeah it is that the, one yeah, and that yeah. blue that blue man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Will Smith. No, no, no. He's not. He's no. not blowing that. Yeah, no. The other one. Yeah, Tobias Funke. No, <laughs> Jake Sully. Um, so what happens in this game is like people come in and you'd like you have to like like they'll say like oh like I don't really know what I want to order and stuff and you like oh so what are you feeling and like oh I sort of just want something sort of sweet and then you have a bunch of ingredients and you just make a coffee. Okay. Um, you don't have to manage the coffee shop or anything. They directly address that going like, so how does this place make money? Like this, this place is only open at midnight. Like why is, like, how do you make money? And one of the characters is like, don't you know, this guy's rich and he does it for fun. And he's like, and I'm like, well, I'm not really rich. And then he's like, it just moves on. Wow. That's weird. Um, the writing's really nice. It's, it's, it's really, it's really sweet. It's really, it's quite a nice game. Um, they touch on some like interesting themes of like different races of like, certain creatures and stuff some of the older people don't like it if like orcs date outside of like their own like don't don't date other orcs and stuff like that and so you meet like um the character like an orc who's fallen in love with like a werewolf for example or something and they're like well i can't tell my parents because like then they'll like disown me or kick me out and stuff like that so like they deal with those sort of themes in a in a way that's like not directly addressing the ways that happens in the real world um, in a way that's quite nice. Um, and yeah, it's just a really sweet game. It's got really nice music. It's very simple. And the main character is a writer who decided, who decides to write about characters who come in the coffee shop. Mm. And so you're helping her out with her book and it's, it's really, it's really neat. Great. Cool. I think that game only came out like a few days ago. Like I didn't, I didn't seen it before. And then I haven't heard anything about it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really neat. Cool. Awesome. Um, Maybe let's jump ship for this one. We'll come back. We'll come back around. Yeah. And we'll do like a trade off. Yeah, absolutely. To a handball. Um, hey, June, mm. what has brought you back to Firewatch? Oh, I'm going to go with that one. Um, I bought it on the Switch because I've been meaning to replay it. Um, and also, I any chance to buy that game again, I'll happily give $30 yep. to do that. Um, and it's been maybe since we played it at uni. Oh, full on. That's like, yeah, nearly four years um, now. And I missed it. Mm. It doesn't run very well on the Switch. That was what I was going to ask. How does it? It, it chugs. Um, yeah. the, it, That's it, a shame. It, yeah, it, it which is is a shame because like that game is all about exploring and like in this like big seamless world. Yeah. But doesn't Yeah, it kind of ruins it when you it, stop it, in and it's like loading. Does it like take you out of it? A little bit. Right. And also the big thing about that game when it first came out was how gorgeous it was. Yeah. yeah. And it's still really pretty, but the Switch doesn't do it justice. Yeah. Um I think it is better on PS4. Um but I'm happy to have it on the Switch mm. so I can play it in bed. Mm. Um, it's still 
so good. Like I'm not, I'm maybe like two hours in. I'm not very, not very far. I think I'm like day three or something. Mm. But the writing and the characters and the dialogue in that game is so, it's so funny and it's so good. And like Delilah as a character is so good. I don't know. It's, I've missed it. I've missed, it feels really nostalgic. Mm. Even like just before I went back and played it, like just thinking about it gave me nostalgia for Mm. some reason for like, not for when I was playing it, but just for the game itself, I think. Right. Um, Yeah. So it's really spooky. I forgot. I yeah, forgot, right. I forgot it was spooky. It, there's like there was those little like creepy moments where yeah. I'm like, am I gonna get like jumped or something? I remember the first time because I played up to the um the bit you know when you see the guy on the cliff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like it's thund- end of the and first it's, chapter, right? Yeah, and it's thunderstorming at the same time, and I forgot how scared I was the first time I was playing that game because mm. like I hadn't really heard anything about it or like what sort of game it was and like and so like playing it for the first time. And seeing that guy on the cliff and like being in that, I don't know, it was, it was very spooky and I kind of lost it this time around knowing it's not as, it's not that kind of game, but um, still it does tension very well. Do you wish it was that kind of game? No. Okay. I don't either really. No. I don't want to yeah. be afraid to walk around in that world. Yeah. I want to be compelled to walk around in that world, but not afraid. I think it gives a really good drive to want to know more about why there is a guy on the cliff shining a light in your face and like why that cave is blocked off. And, and I think that mm. is enough mm. without being like a horror. I mean, I don't mean like horror, but I mean, do we ever find out why that guy was on that cliff? Yeah. It's, um, I don't remember his name. The guy from the camp that's living up the top that slashes, uh, Oh, that's that right. Trashes your yeah. camp, your fire, your tower and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can't play that game again. I've forgotten. I've forgotten the ending. I'm not going to spoil it. For yeah, you I won't. I won't tell you what yeah. it is. It's not a very long. No, one. You I mean, I remember. I remember. I remember a vague beat about it, but I don't remember the the, the details. It's um. I I was playing. You know, at the start, how you can choose your your Henry and what happened with his wife. Yeah. Looking back on it now, I think that could have been done a little bit better um, because it's very, like, dated now in a way that I think could be – have been done a little bit – I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Like, trying to think of one of the choices that was kind of like, hmm. Yeah, it's been so long. I don't even remember how that game begins. It's like, you know... Just a um, bunch of text as he walks meet, through the forest to the tower. Yeah, and it's like you meet Julia. She's at a bar. You go up to her. Um, you get married. And it's very, like, yeah. very, like, kind of straight relationship kind of... Yeah. yeah. But then, I mean, I guess that's not really the point. The point is that, you know, it, she's sick and... Yeah, she falls ill it, and... Yeah, it's... He can't deal with it. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if it would be different if it was written... 2020 yeah but we're never gonna find out because that studio just does like doesn't yep. exist anymore maybe you make character choices in half-life alex a first with the half-life series <laughs> <laughs> um you also jumped into sayonara wild hearts what 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 made you do that uh jeremy's been bugging me for like three months oh right i see 
uh, also didn't it was cheap. It was, it was on Switch. I didn't realize it was on Switch. Yeah. Um, it's good. It was a nice snack mm. yeah. of a game. It's dessert. Yeah, it is. It I love the idea a, that it's just a video game album. It, yeah, it really is. And it wasn't hard. It wasn't overly hard. It was very, um, very sweet. Like it, I was smiling a lot when I was playing it. It's like, it's very charming. And the soundtrack's really good. And it's just easily digestible. Yeah, it, it's sweet and easily digestible, yeah. like dessert. Like dessert. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like dessert. It's an ice I, cream sundae of a game. I don't know. I kind of wish it had more replayability because I, I really don't think it does. Like, I probably will never come back to that game again. Yeah. Um, it wasn't yeah challenging enough to the point where I would want to revisit it and try the levels again. Yeah. Um, would you rather just listen to the music on its own? Maybe the music was good, but I don't think it. I would listen to it by itself interesting i enjoyed it when i was playing it because it was it's a rhythm game so like you have to listen to it and time it properly and it feels good when you're timing it properly but i don't know if i would go back and listen to the soundtrack to be honest i like the the last song like the wild hearts never die well yeah. like, like that's that's like that song i have listened the to since then. one's good too yeah. um but nothing really stuck out to me yeah, it's, 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 it's almost like Thumper. Like, I would never go and listen to the yeah, Thumper, Thumper doesn't music. doesn't really have a soundtrack, though. No, but you can listen to that. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, uh. Um, yeah, I, the, the, the aesthetic's really cute and good. I like tarot and tarot aesthetic a lot. Um, and the colors were good and the ending was good. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I'd go back and play it again. Fair it enough. was worth the 20 bucks or whatever it was. Yeah, I've only heard good things about it. And I mean, you've played it as well, Jeremy, and spoken about it on the podcast before when, when it came out on Apple Arcade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, It'd yeah. be a good phone game. I think it is. is it like Apple Arcade. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I played it on my laptop, though. If it's on Apple Arcade. Right, okay. Yeah. I don't, even, I don't really know much about how that stuff works. I just, right. I just sort of pay for it. I don't think any of us have Apple phones either. So. No. No. Yeah, that's, like that's I, I wouldn't sure. have done it if it wasn't on my Mac. Yeah. No, it was. It, I'm pretty sure if it's on Apple Arcade, it's almost definitely on phones and iPads. Right, okay. Because like, that's, that's the main market for that. Like, yeah. That it's also available on, on your laptop is like a like an afterthought. Mm. Um, it's not the main market for Apple Arcade. No. Um, Qu- quick aside, um, Florence is coming to Switch. Yeah, I saw that. Oh. Yeah. Maybe I'll play it again. Sideways or frontways? Don't know. Huh. That game makes me cry though. Yeah. Cry on your Switch. Yeah. A- again. Yeah. Maybe I will. That, mm. game, that game is very nice. We did a Game Spoilers podcast about it. We did. Sure did. That was a good, sweet, short one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What have you been playing, Kerry? I, man, I got a, I got a, I keep looking at this list. I'm like, what a weird month. Yeah. I'm just, it's just in, been a weird time. I'm just going to. I'm just going to start at the top. Man, I don't even know where to start. Um, start at the top. I've been playing so much Apex Legends and it's been a blast. It's got you back. It really did. And I, I don't remember what did. I think Ollie and I were just sitting there being like, what are we going to do? And I was like, you want to play Apex? I was like, sure, let's play Apex. And we did. And they're in the middle of this two, this, this, this two weekly event and every... Every two days in, during this event, they're introducing a new limited time game mode, and we came in the middle of it. And um, the game mode they were they just started for the two days was uh, sniper shotguns only. Oh. On 
on, on the new map on on world's yep. edge yeah um so i haven't played much of world's edge i haven't played with any of the new i haven't played with uh crypto at all i really haven't jumped in at recently at all um i think the only time we did was when you and i jumped into it at some point like maybe a month ago jeremy and we were just like yeah, we just got steamrolled we're just, we're just getting dunked on like yeah. this isn't fun i think maybe since then um they've introduced skill based they've introduced skill based matchmaking which means that uh we're not getting we're not having lobbies filled with all of the tryhards who have been playing the game nonstop for 360 days yeah i've i've noticed more fairer games this past three weeks than i really have good, ever this game. i think that's what dropped me off as well it was just too hard to to win yeah, yeah. games to, are, games are too short well, even just to just, win firefights yeah. let alone the game yeah like absolutely um so yeah, like Ollie and I jumped into that and then you, you joined us like the next day as well, Jeremy. Yep. And we were playing and we got our first win as a squad in that in that mode. Oh, that was so good. It Congratulations. Was so Congratulations. Good. Like it was incredible. And it was it's I it, I I can't explain why it has grabbed me the way it has this time around. But maybe that is the new map. Maybe it's what we're saying with the skill-based matchmaking, and it's just it's it's easier to have funner games this time. Yeah, I th- I think I think that is it. Yeah, yeah, because it's it really because the game is tighter because the 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 rounds are filled with less players, the map's smaller, it goes faster, the the, the you you run faster, you shoot faster. Like when it's over, it it hits you like a ton of bricks bricks a bit. Like the when it stops, it really stops you hard. So like getting, just getting dunked on and feeling like you don't have that much you can do about it was really discouraging. And it's been awesome to come back into it. But, um, and this is sort of what my article was touching on that I published earlier today. But um, it's been so awesome getting into it just before they started talking about the season four character stuff. Have you followed any of the- No, I haven't so seen anything about Apex in There's been this months. awesome um, tease uh, sort of, update cycle um, that's been headed into the new season four apex so um, season three just ended season four started today Um, but heading into heading into the end of season three they did a um, pod not a podcast like a live stream uh, for 20 minutes and it was outlining all of the things that were happening including the new character who was called forge he's just this kind of burly white guy in the law he's like sponsored by one of the robotics companies that's starting to build on the map spoke about a gun they spoke about rank changes so and you sort of see that live stream it was like oh damn oh just kind of boring boring dude boring corporate like dude white dude big muscle dude yeah it's just like oh that's boring because apex's characters are so diverse and interesting um and then they they came out with this like interview law video like this introduction video to the character um and in that video, it's like presented as a live broadcast. And during the broadcast, Forge gets killed live on air. <laughs> he gets killed by this robot assassin, who's this um, character that's been teased and hinted at by Respawn and like, mm. um, like file, like uh, data miners have found references to this character for, for like a few weeks, months now. And so um, this is the character that had come in and killed this, this red herring. This is that had come in and knocked out Forge. And so um, then they came in with this full proper release trailer for Revenant, who's this robot assassin, who's the actual. That's really cool. It was it was awesome. And it was awesome to be a part of because it was like, you know, here's this here's this stream. It was like, oh, that's boring. And then two days later, like we were just in my Discord and um, someone posted the trailer just for like no, just with like no thing. And I watched it. And I was like, 
oh my god oh my god he's dead and then they came out with this the, the reveal trailer for revenant was this full cg affair it's three minutes it's tight as fuck and it the animation is so beautiful mm-hmm. they do it's got like major spider-verse vibes mm-hmm. and it tells a really affecting story it's mm-hmm. it's awesome it's an incredible trailer um and it, and that got and that did exactly what i wanted that first stream to do which was really pull me in get me excited for the map changes the new character the new weapon like it really drew me in and right now i just want to go home and play the new season of apex legends mm-hmm. like i they did a fantastic job and it's an excellent reward for people who are invested in the game to enough to be following each each update as it comes. Yeah, um, like I'm playing it solo for the first time since the game launched. Every now and yeah, again, like I'll just jump ago. in. Yeah, like yeah, I'll just. Really? Well, I mean, like I'm not playing solo because there's no solo play because yeah. it's only like teams yeah. of three. But yeah. you're not playing with friends. Yeah, like like early today, I was like cleaning my room and I just stopped and I went, I want to play some Apex. So I just played like an hour and a half. Mm. And then just went away, kept on cleaning. But like, I was like, yeah, no, I just feel like playing this game again, which yeah. is um, good because that's a good game. Yeah, it, it is. Feels good. Slide it's, is just the best. It's <laughs> easy to forget how polished that game is yeah. and was on launch. Um, you know, yeah. the slide, the mantling, the, the, ping. the pinging system, which is revolutionary and the character chat back. And oh, it's just incredible. It's just incredible. And just the, the sound design. Oh, Apex is really... Very good. Um, I'm just going to throw a couple of things in here together. I, I finished Fire Emblem Three Houses, and I messaged you both when I did. Um, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> and Did you check your hours? How many hours did you put in? 63, mm. according to the game timer, which I'm inclined to trust. Yeah. Mm. Maybe maybe only give or take maybe three to, three to five, maybe, if I left it sitting on a menu. Right. Um, like not that much. I was pretty like, oh, I know this is being timed well. I better respect that timer. Yeah. Um, so I beat it. For those who have played the game and who know what this means, I I went with the Black Eagles, so the Red House, and in the middle gigantic decision that you have to make, I also went. I I, I followed down that same path. I did not renege against my house as there is an option to do that. I'm trying to do this very vaguely. I have no idea what you're talking about, so you're doing very well. Thank you. Um, basically, what happens in the middle of that game, you make a decision and the three houses of the kingdom go to war. Right, okay. And depending with each on other? which... Pardon? With each other? Yeah. Right, okay. Because each house represents the, like three corners of the kingdom. Oh, okay, right. And then... I thought they were one big school. I don't know why. They no, are? That it's, oh. So the school in the first half of the game, you're a school in the middle of the thing and each and there's three houses inside the school right and each house is represented by the like the the heirs apparent of each corner of the kingdom I see okay and so you're picking the heir apparent of one third of the kingdom yeah so something happens in the middle of that game all of these kingdoms go to war right um, and you're kind of having to kill a lot of your people that you like made friends with and like it's a lot Right. And and the route I took meant that I was feeling quite conflicted about whether the decision that I had made was the right one or not. Gotcha. And something that I really respected about that playing that second half of that game is the is Fire didn't shy away from that. It didn't make me it didn't want me to think that this was the one hundred percent right thing to have been done. Mm-hmm. Right. And it gotcha. didn't shy away from 
telling me that war is a terrible thing to happen. Characters were sadder. Characters that were notably bubbly during their educational times um, in the first half of the game. And that's something I really appreciate about the end of it. That said, the last two missions were really good. You know, you start getting to a head with some of these uh, character conflicts and and resolving the story. Yep. And the combat starts to get actually difficult and strategical, mm-hmm. which I felt like it was pretty easy to avoid throughout most of the game, um, at least on normal. Mm-hmm. And then you do the final mission and it's really hard and you use all of your rewinds because you have a rewind ability and you're, you're down to the last wire and you finally do it. And then... This game that is probably like 40% battle, 40% talking to characters, like the amount of time you spend talking to every single character because you want to. Yeah. And then like 20% faffing in menus. So this game, you do this gigantic battle and then you have three minutes of like new cutscene, voice acted cutscene with someone who you've decided to love. You just like make that choice before the battle and then if you win, then you get to love that person. (laughs) <laughs> like, and then <laughs> credits right and in the credits is just like this um kind of like a, a fallout scroll at the end of a at the end of the game you know where it's right. like oh this character strolled into the sunset remembering <laughs> everything that the wastelander did for them oh this character was always a loner they found out that it was easier to be loved than harder to be tend to be not loved and it was like johnny went back home and opened up a sword shop like exactly. he always said he was going it's to like, oh, <laughs> is that the best you got like surely with the hundreds of hours of voice lines you've created for all of these characters to be involved with the different houses if they've been recruited if you started with them if you made enemies with them for all of the hundreds of hours of voice lines, you could have given me half an hour of exposition at the end of the game where you could have told me about what happened with this person, about what happened. There's this whole like like cultish group of people who I thought we were going to take out. And, and, and apparently that does happen. These characters do, do go take out that cultish group of people. But I didn't get to do it. I just got told about it. Right. So it's like they just... There's like, you, did you want another sixty hours of gameplay? No, I wanted another can, two can, hours of like talking. Can I pitch you something? I was so ready, like I was all in on the anime bullshit, and they just <laughs> they just copped out and rolled credits, and they're like, I guess you should play the game again. I'm like, oh, why, why, no, why, why? So when people talk about anime bullshit, that's actually what they're talking about, though. What do you mean? <laughs> the oh, I got to the end. And then it just fucked everything up. <laughs> so what you're saying sorry, is I like Evang- the 100% authentic experience. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I was watching Evangelion not too long ago. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. uh, can I pitch you a different ending to that game? Okay. As someone who has not played it. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is going to be weird. <laughs> Good. Uh, the last 25 minutes, half an hour of the game yeah. um, is a prologue, which is a high school reunion type section. Would that have, would that have worked in that game? They all no. die and you'll hate each other. You have to, you have to kill so many of your Gossip. old classmates. <laughs> oh, okay. Like it doesn't work. Okay. Right. I, I mean, I, I don't I, know. I, I yeah. love the. I think that's a great idea, but unfortunately, the direction they went, that's impossible. Right. Okay. Um, there are a few people you can like recruit on the battlefield. They'd be like, Professor, I didn't want it to come to this, but also, I don't want us to fight. I will join you now. Right. Okay. That gotcha. happened with like one person, and everyone else, I either tried to avoid on the battlefield for as long as possible, or I had no choice and I had to kill them. Right. Which is hard. There are people who I didn't get to recruit who then turn up in like the final battle. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Why here? Why now? <laughs> um, who was your favorite character in the end? Uh, you can't say Edelgard, apart from Edelgard. And you can't say Byleth. You can't say Byleth. <laughs> uh, Byleth isn't that much of a character. I know. Um, Roy? My favorite character. 
Roy. Roy's in the GBA game. Huh? <laughs> it's like Final Fantasy. They don't mix. Don't mi- don't mix Final Fantasies. It explodes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like. It explodes into Dissidia. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> um, I like. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's one of those slow jokes. <laughs> um, I think I like Bernadetta a lot. She's so cute. She is. I only cute. played maybe like eight hours of that game, and I liked Bernadetta a lot when I played. And it. like, I felt weird because like there there are characters that you're like really meant to like. Like they did a really good job at writing really good genuine dialogue for most of the characters, and it wasn't too bullshit. <laughs> you know, it wasn't too like, well, that's nonsense. There was this one. This one like support conversation between two characters where I was like, I like your hair. Could you teach me how to braid your hair like that one day? They were like, sure, I could teach you how to do that. Maybe when the war's over. Great. I think we could be best friends now and I'll protect you for life. I was like, great. Me too. I also love your hair. It's like, <laughs> that's the worst conversation writing I've ever heard. But that, that was the exception to the rule. Um, was the hair good though? It was fine. But it was like it was like two women having a conversation and all they have to talk to each other about is their hair. Like, right. come on guys, dig a little deeper. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um yeah, Bernadetta and uh other favorite character. I liked Ignatz because he was just like a painter who like got roped into a war. <laughs> but I know it was very like mild mannered. And I liked I liked Ash. Uh, but I didn't get to I didn't get to learn much from ash in the end because mm. i didn't didn't get to recruit him to the to my to my class are you gonna play this game again not soon okay uh maybe again i am interested in the other sides because mm. um the way this one is presented it's presented as like one of the houses definitely does one thing and that sets the things in motion and i want to know what happens when you pick the other house who instigate if if other things are instigated by different houses if it tells a different story or if you're being told a different side of the same story. Right. I can't figure that out. I can't figure out if you choosing X house means that X house does means that X house does this instead of Y house doing this. Right. That's what I'd, I'd love to find out. Yeah. Um, and I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to just look it up to find that out. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, and also, Byleth, who's the main character, the protagonist that you inhabit, has been introduced to Smash, and it was a big reveal, and the internet got angry about it, except me. Because I was so excited for it and I called it three months ago and by the sound and I really like them and the end. I sleep. Yeah. <laughs> we, I do not see it. We, no, you were, you were awake. I know, I was pissed. Jeremy and Evren Byron and I were up after playing something. Destiny, probably. Probably. And... And it was like, oh, yeah, that direct is happening. Oh, I guess we could stay up. And I was like, I really hope it's Byleth. It wasn't too late. It was like a one o'clock direct. It was which, one o'clock. Yeah, yeah, which is not like, sometimes those directs are like 4 a.m. and it was like 6 a.m. Nah. in the States. Right, yeah. That would have um, been worse. But, That's a weird time because it would have been only, it would have been midnight in Japan. Why would you have it? At, that is very strange. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, well. It was, and, and I was for like, the UK audience. Please let it be Byleth. <laughs> and, and then they, it started, and it started with the like hyper um, anime cutscenes from the game. And, and oh, it's so good. And they just voice acted. Oh, Immediately, oh. like another fucking Fire Emblem character. Yeah, yeah. That should have been like the third character, not like the last of that Smash past. Yeah, fucking boring. Fun. <sighs> and, and I'm I'm enjoying it because I don't want to go back and play the rest of Fire Emblem right now. Right. But I like inhabiting that world enough and right. being with those characters enough so I can play in the map and I can do the fire emblem spirit board and I can play with Byleth. And that is me feeling like I'm playing 
in that arena and still absorbing that spirit of game. My favorite thing was when Sakurai said that he played three hours of Fire Emblem, ran around inside like just the open areas and decided that that's the character that was going to be in Smash. Because <laughs> <laughs> he played it well before that game was done. Yeah. And he'd wanted a character from that game and then went, well, I guess it's this one that I'm currently <laughs> playing right now. Yep. <sighs> oh, well, the six more characters coming. That might be more interesting. Give me Doom Guy. Hey, speaking of oh. anger, Jeremy. Yeah. How is the Kingdom Hearts 3 <laughs> DLC? <laughs> uh, really bad. Um, uh, so just to very, very briefly set the scene, um, the, the, the mainline Kingdom Hearts games, they have two versions of their games. They have a no- <laughs> like, like they have a normal version and they have like an extended cut version basically. Okay. And the extended cut was always Japanese exclusive. Okay. Um, and I assumed that this DLC would be the extended cut version of this game. And I think it sort of does, but it's also separate from the rest of the game. Whereas the final, the final cut versions of the previous Kingdom Hearts games would do things like just tighten up the controls, introduce maybe like an, one extra not very big mechanic just to sort of make the game more fun and about 15 extra bosses. Um, <laughs> Roughly. Yeah, like honestly, 15 is about right. Um and with, with 13 of them being optional in like a big boss rush room. Right. Um, like like cool stuff. And then they'll do like a tease for the next game. Um, this expansion that they put out for the Kingdom Hearts 3, I thought was going to make me really love the game. And I realized that the issues that is wrong with Kingdom Hearts 3 are so fundamental that nothing can fix this game. Oh, no. This game is like a fundamentally bad game. Oh, no. And that breaks my fucking heart. <laughs> um, oh. That like the and even the way the DLC is set up is super weird. It's like in a it's in the main menu. You have to enter the DLC and it starts off. It's like it's like it's like the Left Behind DLC. Yeah, it's sort of done as an extra chapter until until it's not <laughs> because the like the way the like the place it's set, which I think is maybe the weirdest thing, is it's set over the last like kind of quarter of the game. But like you're going back in time and. Doing some stuff that you've already done, right? Oh, no. This is, the, this is the thing. I'm like, the first thing I do is make you fight like a really cool boss. Okay. Like a really cool new boss you've never seen. A cool looking Heartless. He's quite strong as well, which is funny because everyone like hasn't fucking played this game for a year. Right. And all of a sudden he gets thrown this really hard boss and I'm like, uh, I'm underleveled because this game sucks and it's not hard. <laughs> so I didn't have, I never boosted my level. <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm playing and I'm like, oh fuck, how do I like dodge roll? Yeah. Um, how do I block? And... But, you know, even then I still only died once and then I beat it on the second try. Um, <laughs> and then you have to fight three bosses you've already beaten in, in the normal version of the game. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And they skip these really bad platforming sections. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, have I, have I accidentally entered the normal game? <laughs> and then it gets really weird. And then there's this really weird... Have either of you seen Saving Private Ryan? No. Anyway, there's this really weird bit where Mickey's like walking towards this big door of light and it's really slow and you have to hold forward. And you're just holding forward as he's slowly walking towards this <laughs> door of light and fucking space. And then enemies are shooting at him and you've got to block and you've got to keep walking and the music's like really extravagant. And I got my mouth open going, what the fuck is this garbage? <laughs> <laughs> and Sounds like some Metal Gear bullshit. It's super fucking weird. And then there's like, and they do, they do the boss room. They do the 13 bosses. 
and I go to the 13 bosses, I go to the first one, I go, cool, I'm going to do 13 boss fights and this is going to be great. First one completely fucking demolishes me, wipes me with the fucking, like, wipes the floor with me. <laughs> like, literally looks at me and I'm dead. Like, that level, like, of shit. Oh, I'm like, no. oh, fuck, I got to go back into the main game. Apex level. Yeah. No, worse than that. It's like, <laughs> oh, geez, I don't even know how to block this. I guess I got to go in the main game and be better. And I load up the main game and I'm like, I don't want to play this. And I turn it off. <laughs> and I go on YouTube and I'm like, wow, this boss fight really looks really cool. Hmm. So you haven't finished it? Fuck no. no so so the, the boss fights is after the, um, is set. Oh, so yeah. it's just a gauntlet. So, so like there is like, there is a, a storyline for the DLC. Yeah. Um, which is like its own little extra chapter, which sheds some light about some really fucking weird pacing stuff that happened in Kingdom Hearts 3. And they sort of pad that out, but because it happens after you've already do all the bad stuff, it's like, mm, you're trying to, it's, it's like the, so Nomura is in a sinking ship and he's got a bucket <laughs> and, and what he's doing is he's holding the bucket on the sinking ship and then pointing it in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> It's going down no matter what. Okay. But he's really trying to get to the end. Okay. It's really, really fucking weird. He's taking a glass of water into hell. Like it doesn't like it doesn't work. This like this can't be fixed. Okay. It's really fucking weird. It's like oh man. Are you glad it exists? No. I mean, no. I, I I'm <sighs> I'm 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 not glad it exists because I really wanted it to be okay. This is gonna make this game really good. This is gonna make me love this game, and I'm like, I still just don't want to play that game again. God, um, heartbreaker. Yeah. Um, I got to see all the characters die again, which was funny because then Sora yells, and I was like, the first time that character has like any emotion that isn't just happy all the time, <laughs> and he's like fucking destroyed. He's like defeated inside, and I'm like, oh, finally they did this. <laughs> um. And it's also weird because the main villain of the series, Xehanort, has been voiced by two actors who have died over the periods of like years. Oh, wow. so, so Leonard Nimoy, who was Spock in Star yeah. Trek, and Christopher Lee, who was Count Dooku oh, in Star Wars. No yeah. He's been voiced by both of them. And they've both died. And they've both died since No, sorry, no, sorry, that's wrong. Um it was Leonard Nimoy and then there was Rutger Hauer, who was the villain in the first Blade Runner movie. Oh, yeah. And um, he died. Yeah, and then he died. And now he's voiced by um great Scott Marty. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, they're going to kill Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Run Christopher. <laughs> um, Good in the West Wing though. Christopher Lloyd's in the West Wing. I don't remember that at all. It's good. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, mm, yeah. But I don't know. He, He's rebooting Final Fantasy 13 versus the Viking of Hearts, and I still love that a lot. I still, I am still 100% here for that. I will still buy the next Kingdom Hearts. Like, I'm, I used to call myself a fan, and now I call myself um, a tragic. Yeah, they haven't, they haven't burned you badly oh, enough they, yet. No, they have, but like, there's nothing they can do to like get rid of me anymore. Oh. Yeah, like it's just it's one of those things that's just like a been a mainstay in my life that is just not gonna go away. Oh man, it's like when people are fans of like football teams that are like routinely at the bottom. It's yeah. okay. It reminds me of Ghost to Infinity. I don't know. Three hundred. Oh right, the, this one that came out after. Yeah. Sky. Yeah. And it was just like absolutely garbage shit. Mm-hmm. And yet here yeah. we are. Here we all are. Yep. So. And it's funny because I went we back. We can rebuild. Yeah. I went back to Kingdom Hearts 2 and I'm like, man, this game is so good. <laughs> this game is great. This game holds up in so many more ways than Kingdom Hearts 3 ever will. You see, it's interesting because you saying that makes me think, oh, maybe I should play Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. But knowing that it ends badly means that I don't really want to get invested. 
like there are there are moments that are really cool in Kingdom Hearts three. Like there are legitimately cool moments, and the very very ending of the game isn't actually what's bad. It's, yeah, it's, no, I remember you talking about the ending. Yeah, like it's it's the game itself that is not good. Like you can get through it and never touch it again and be satisfied, but it like you'll know you'll look at it and go, ah, oh, well, I mean, it wasn't good as two. Hmm. But when is the final chapter of anything better than like the middle chapter? Hmm. Like that's that just doesn't happen. Um, I don't know. Yuzora is there being replacing Noctis, and that's like a lot. So. And, and, and this was the thing. So there was no Final Fantasy characters in Kingdom Hearts 3. None. Yeah. For which the is entire weird for thing. Kingdom Hearts. Which is, yeah, really weird for mainline Kingdom Hearts because that was the thing. It was Final Fantasy meets Disney. And then the DLC trailer came out. Like, look, we've got, we got Leon, we've got Cloud, we've got Aerith, Tifa, all that stuff, right? And then I reached the credits of the Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC. Not a single Final Fantasy character. Oh, what and the I'm hell? Like, what the fuck is going on? And then I get to the main menu and it's like... Blitz episode unlocked. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> so I click on it and you're just back in the town and there's like maybe a minute of dialogue between the Final Fantasy characters and basically they open up the boss room for you. Oh. But you can't even go to that world and hang out with them. They're in a room that you can walk around in oh. and that room has a computer you enter and then that computer is the boss room. <laughs> they so did it so dirty. They landed the plane. I wonder if this is still Square Enix's really weird thing with Cloud. Because remember Smash? Yeah, I mean, if that was the case, then, like, they wouldn't be remastering it. Like, Wait, Cloud's not in it. No, Cloud isn't there. It's just Leon, Yuffie, Sid, and someone else. Final Fantasy Sid? There's a Sid in every Final Fantasy. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I think it's Seven Sid. Final Fantasy VII Sid. Great. Um, it doesn't. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, buddy. I'm sorry. Man. I spent $50 on that expansion. Yeah. You also spent $50. $45. You also spent 550 on that PlayStation. PlayStation looks nice. It's a subtle one. It's not like a big gaudy, hmm. like the, the Star Wars one. Anyway. Yeah. I I'm, don't think I'm going to play that game again. I'm sorry, Jeremy. Mm. Shame because that game looks stunning. There are some worlds in that game which look fucking phenomenal. Mm. Not even Disney worlds, like just like really interesting looking worlds that are like, oh, I've never seen this in a game before. Right. Yeah. And then. And it's just not worth it. Yeah. And then like empty. There's like no one there. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? I made a sandbox for you. Um, did you still want to talk about Doom? Yeah, Doom fucked. Who knew? Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I heard that a few months ago from someone many times over. <laughs> yeah. That, that person sounds really cool. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, like I finished Doom while I had no internet because um, I was like, you know, Doom Eternal comes out like in a month and a half. I should finish the, the first game. Finished it. Turns out like, that game's really good. Yep. Yep. That game sounds great, feels great, is great. Excited for Eternal. There you go. Yep. Um, hey, June. Hmm. What made you jump into Life is Strange 2? Um, I played Chapter 1 like a year ago. Yeah, like when it came out. Yeah, and then I bought it physically because the rest of it came out maybe like six months ago or something now. Oh, the last episode was about a month ago. Oh, month really? or two ago. Yeah, it was December. Because I bought it at Christmas time and it came with all of the... Yeah, so it came out... The yeah, last episode okay. was a month or two ago. Yeah. So it came out a couple of months ago physically, so I bought the physical. Um, and I actually don't know why I decided to play it on the weekend. 
Jeremy spoke about it last podcast we did. Yeah. That one or the one before, yeah, because I, I played the first episode. Yeah. Um, But I've been meaning to play it for ages anyway. So I think I was playing it with Grace, my housemate, um, and uh, I started – we had to play Chapter 1 again because Grace hadn't seen Chapter 1. Um, and also I when I first played it, I played it on uh, Jack's PlayStation, so I didn't actually have my oh, save no from save. Chapter 1. Yeah. yeah. Um, So I played Chapter 1 and Chapter 2. And Chapter 1 is still excellent. Yeah. Um, and Chapter 2 is – much slower um it was almost a little bit boring um but what happens at the end is very upsetting <laughs> and i think i think <laughs> that that game life is like is strange. Life is strange. <laughs> but i think you know in comparison to the first life is strange things didn't start getting upsetting until maybe chapter four yeah whereas this like every single chapter is upsetting oh um and I also think that I should have played Captain Spirit before I played Chapter 2 because the boy from Captain Spirit is in Chapter 2. Yeah. So, um, I remember you were like, oh, I'm I really have to play don't that care. Captain Sparkles yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, and I really don't care about him and I also did not care about him in Chapter 2, which probably made me less like it less. <laughs> and also the fucking love interest or whatever the fuck his name is, like the guy with dreads, the two fucking characters with dreads showed up and I hate them and I hate their accents and I'm not looking forward to Chapter 3. That's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Concise, I like it. Soundtrack's good there. Oh, as always. I have it on CD. Ooh. Well, I, I won't press you for more information. I'm as it, as always with these. I'm very interested to see how, where you land on it when you get to the end. Yeah, I'll let you know. I just think, I just think that uh, maybe they took their reputation and ran with it a little bit too hard. Oh, like maybe there's a bit of hubris like peppered throughout yeah. these these episodes. I just think that it's maybe too heady uh. um, <laughs> <laughs> um uh, big yeah. brains over here <laughs> <laughs> i don't think there's enough downtime between the upsetting stuff for it to um to hit no it still hits it just feels too depressing to play i think mm. so far at least is that because they had like three months in between you actually dealing with that downtime when that game was releasing, maybe? Had you played maybe. episode two? Uh, before. Before? No, not before. I played it. And that was on the, the one that was distressing. They, yeah. they were both very distressing. Oh, they both are. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I can't imagine because that, that's been Life is Strange's, life, like two's biggest struggle has been not just that it's episodic, but that it's been a very slow episodic release. Yeah. I mean, so Life is Strange 1 was like that as well. And, and I was playing that when it came out. So I was waiting for, for it to come out. Yeah. And like the thing is like the, the flip side of the coin of that is Telltale. And we all know how that went, which is badly. They mm. folded. Mm. It was an unsustainable business model and mm. development model. I mean, but they also had like seven projects going all at once though, right? And like 250 developers. Yeah. And like, I don't think they didn't, they didn't put out all of the same game too fast. They put too many games out too fast. I think I did both. I yeah, probably right. What thinking about like what the difference is like why has Life is Strange two not had the reception that Life is Strange one had? Well, I don't see as much reception. No, I of agree. It. it it got a it got a big swell once the last one came out. It was yep. like finally everyone can finally jump in on this. It's worth it now. There's some serious stuff to talk about. It is a game of the year contender. Like I started hearing that stuff in December, but it was from. Only a few people for 
for about a week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas like I know people that, you know, Life is Strange, like the first one is like their favorite game of all time. Yeah. And are still talking about it now. And they've made comics. Like it's it's much bigger than the second one has been, I think. Do you think it's a representation demographic thing? Like maybe, maybe. Like the audience for Life is Strange 1 was keyed into being ready for that type of game or maybe it was it because Life is Strange 1 wasn't was a surprise. It was like, "Oh, who is this not Telltale making a very effective Telltale game?" Yeah, and I think that and it was also a queer story and I think that yeah. nothing really had done that before as well as Life is Strange did. Yeah. I, like I think the easiest way to sum this up is the people who uh, the, the people that like Life is Strange 1. Okay, no, actually, let me say it this way. The characters in Life is Strange 1 would like Life is Strange 1 yeah. and the characters in Life is Strange 2 would not enjoy playing it, Life is Strange 2. This is just you saying lesbians go hard. I'm saying, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, that's unsaid. <laughs> what, what, what I'm saying is that, like, the demographic for the characters that people relate so much for with Life is Strange 2 might not necessarily play a game like Life is Strange 2. Yeah. So that connection isn't there, isn't as present. Mm. Whereas like, like f- famously queer stories in games have been very focused around visual novels mm. yeah. and um, stories about that sort of struggle um, and like that, like love story as well. Um, and that like style of game. Um, and I think that that, it's not a it's not a clash exactly for two because like they can tell whatever story they like and obviously Telltale did tell many different types of stories. <laughs> I um, really wanted you to say Telltale did tell tales. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think inherently, I think this one would never have like the the first one became like a moment almost mm. um, for a lot of people, and I don't think they could ever recapture that. Like that's a mm. it's such a tall task. Well, uh, I, I think. Then, like, on the other hand, I think f- fandom for uh, male romance is is quite large. Yeah. And it's interesting that this male romance didn't take off as yeah. much as maybe they thought it would. Um, I really don't see it online yeah, at well, all. <laughs> and to be perfectly honest, I didn't know there was male romance in yeah. this part of the game. Yeah. I thought a lot of the game was going to be dealing with, like, having, like – like like the immigration story in America, like that yeah. story which is ever present, but that's not a that's not a game people really enjoy that connection to a lot of the time. Mm. Mm. Anyway, are you excited for episode three? Um, I have no motivation to play it because I think it needs a headspace. Okay, to be in to play to go into it. Um, I think you've got to set yourself up for being upset for the rest of the day. <laughs> and I only have oh weekends. Boy. I only have weekends to dedicate to that. Um, I should have done that with Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something we haven't really done before, but we're going we're going a little long because it's been so we long, and we've Hearts all been playing for five so years. Um, and Jeremy's very upset. He, need, he needs his time to process things. He needs time to process what's happened. Um, I'm going to throw us into the break right now. So um, we'll, we'll come we'll come back with the next segment. We'll finish what we've been playing. June's question corner in the news in the next segment. But uh, mm-hmm. for right now, we're just going to have a break. We'll come back with 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 more from June. Mm. And um, I was going to say have a think about the question corner, but you don't know what it is yet. Well, you do if you listen to last week's episode. But do you want to read rehash on it while we're, before 
Maybe. Now. And if someone wants to have a think, think about, about it, it and then we'll just go for it. Although like they're going to have like five seconds to think about it because the break is like, we'll be right back. And then no, they'll think. Welcome back. No, because we're not going to talk about it immediately after the break. We're going to talk about it. Oh, so first. mention it now so people can, yeah. can ruminate. I'm going to say it. Okay. Yeah, it's my kingdom hearts that makes the podcast go long. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're right. Um, what uh, have you bought strategy guides? Um, <laughs> what do you think of strategy guides? What do you think of strategy guides? What is your favorite strategy guide? June's question called Have you bought strategy guides? <laughs> that's, the, that's the question. <laughs> well, I have a think about that. We won't answer it immediately <laughs> when we come back, but when we do, uh, no, that doesn't make sense. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Minimap cast. We're just going to keep talking about games. So I'll, I'll stop doing the voice and we'll keep talking about games. Great. Hey, yeah. With Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon Sword. Pokemon time. When did you pick it up? I'm um, struggling to remember. When I got home that night and I was drunk and <laughs> I was on Discord <laughs> and we're trying to boot up CFTs. Oh, yeah. yeah. For like an hour and it yeah. didn't work. Uh, that was maybe two weeks ago, I think. Yeah. Um, I blasted through this game. I haven't had that um, that motivation to be like, fuck, I just want to go home and play Pokemon. Yeah. Um, and that's what the last two weeks of my life have been. Awesome. Um, which is really um, very late to this Pokemon Sword and Shield train because it's been out for like a year. It's been out for like two months. No, it has not. <laughs> Sword and Shield came out in November. Really? Yeah. I feel like... Okay. November 15th. That's what the Discord does to you now. It goes so fast. Yeah. I feel like everything was ages yeah. ago. Um, <laughs> the Discord. But um, I haven't finished a Pokemon game. I finished... I've started and not finished like every one of them except for Ultra Sun. Okay. I haven't finished a Pokemon game since uh, Omega Ruby and Sapphire. Okay. Um, so that's a, a lot of generations ago. Um, because none of them have grabbed me enough to want to continue. Um, Sword and Shield um, is so fun and so light and so um, easy to play mm. that it was it was really 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 enjoyable and um, I had a lot of fun with the new Pokemon that they put into this game as well as the the uh, old pokemon mm -hmm. i really really enjoyed i was trying to figure out like what what did it for me that the others didn't do for me and i think i i liked the combination of what they did in pokemon let's go when you could see and avoid the pokemon if you didn't want to battle them yeah which i really liked because it uh i really don't like pokemon combat <laughs> which you know the turn-based stuff is not i don't enjoy that and I think because it was, uh, you got a choice <laughs> when you wanted to battle, you could battle rather than the, um, what are they called? Chance encounter bullshit. Um, and um, what was I going to say? Carrie's face at the cat noises in the background. Jeremy's Mow. Jeremy's new house cat, Tofu, is, is calling out in the background and make me go, ooh, cat. Um, I think also because it didn't feel as streamlined in terms of what Pokemon you could and couldn't have because the first, like you get a Safari Zone, like two routes into the game. Oh, my favorite. What? Yeah. So you can just like 
Choose Why? whatever the fuck Pokemon you want. Wow. And you can build your team from the get-go with whatever the fuck you want. That's which so strange. I loved. It's like I had a Vulpix from like the very start, Ooh. which is really, really neat. I really, really enjoyed that. And Gigantamaxing is just so f- funny and so f- <laughs> fun and enjoyable. Is it actually enjoyable? Yeah. I thought it was stupid to begin with, but it is like it is so fun. It really does look like Big. just just capital G gimmick. Yep, but it's in a in a very good way, I think. And um, I really, I think it really took the 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 wonder of Pokemon, like growing up as a kid and and thinking about that world. You know, going to Pokemon battles and. I remember playing it as a kid and being like, oh, like imagine this in real life when, you know, you go to the stadium and like you're in this battle and, you know, the area. And I, I think it really um, did that well in terms of how they did the champion battles. Mm. Um, you know, when you go to the stadium and you put your outfit on and you have a number on your outfit and you have cards with your league numbers and, and you can um, customize your battle card with your photo and, and, and the hollow and all that kind of stuff, I think. I don't know. It was a lot of customization options um, and it made me very happy. Great. That's awesome. Yeah. Have you? So have you finished it? Yeah, yeah. I played fucking 35 hours or something. Yeah, right. And finished it in two weeks. Are you playing more of it or are you like, that's that's good? I haven't yet, but I would like to. Like I, I wanted to finish the, the decks of what they have released at the moment. So far, yeah. Um, because they will be releasing more. 200 more Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I think I really enjoyed, because I hadn't finished a lot of the other newer games, there's a lot of new Pokemon that I didn't know existed. Yeah. yeah. I'd seen and didn't know about. And I think that made me enjoy it more as well because there was a lot of, you know, where I'd be in the grass and be like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was very fun, and also the music slaps. Cool. Yeah, that's a bona fide endorsement yeah. right there. Yeah, that's awesome. You got to make me think about picking it up. It's good. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. It's it's a good time. Are you gonna get the DLC? Yeah, I think I will. Cool. Mm-hmm. You're getting it for the extra content or the extra pokes? Content, I think probably. Cool. More story stuff mm. would be nice. What's your What's your opinion on the companion whose name I forgot? Hop. Hop. Um, Everyone on Twitter hated Hop. <laughs> I really like how I, I don't know if they've, they've probably done it with other characters um, in other games that I haven't played, but I really enjoyed how he starts off as kind of like easily defeatable, like you know this baby that has a fucking sheep Pokemon, like yeah, and he loses a lot and he gets really upset, and then he changes his strategy completely and and gets a whole new team. Mm. And his his Wooloo evolves into a, a double, and like it's actually like quite strong. And um, his entire team, like you have to actually start thinking about like, oh, I need to I need to actually think about this battle now rather than just like wiping it. Mm. Um, that was really neat. I really enjoyed that. I think he's okay. Mm. He's alright. He's he's nice. Yeah, he's nice. He's cool. a nice boy. Cool. I like his brother much more. It's the champion. Yeah, dude, he is right? a Charulard. It's the, it's the and quite. Tight pants. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so that brings me neatly to... I, I, I keep staring at these games that I've written down and I'm, I'm baffling myself and I, I don't know which one to pick first. So I... <laughs> so I bought Ring Fit Adventure. 
second hand. And it's been like I bought it first hand. It's been no issues with it. When I when I first picked it up, I was like, oh, second hand, you know, it's a bit cheaper. I, I smelled all of the like absorbent bits. Ew. I was like, is it like is it like gross? Is it Sweated. grungy? And uh, it smelled fine, so I wasn't worried. So I bought it, and I haven't <laughs> regretted it. <laughs> Although I, I using it a couple of times, I was like, I should probably really wash these. Um, but it's it's cool because the the accessory for those of you who don't know, Ring Fit Adventure is this like exercise game for, for Switch, and it comes with this like ring. From for, from what I've heard, it's for all intents and purposes like a Pilates ring, mm. which I didn't know was a thing. But it's this it's this thing that you squeeze and pull and push and 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 hold above your head and helps with your posture and also, but because like, you put a controller in it, it measures how like strong you're pushing it. So, and then there's a game built around doing reps of things and beating monsters by attacking them by by like crunching your stomach and and squeezing the ring above your head and then and doing a yoga pose and stuff like that. So it's like, it's, 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 it's like, you know how you can go to the gym to like be fit, but like not build muscle. Mm. It's the ultimate definition of just like keeping yourself fit, Mm. but not like getting buffed at all. Like, like you're not, you're not going to work yourself into the ground with this, or you're not going to, you're not going to see like mad gains by doing this thing. I don't think, but you are going to um, just, probably keep your heart rate up a bit and keep your pulse going and maybe help your circulation a little bit and maybe be able to run a bit further next time. Like, you know, just, just generally increase your, your sense of fitness a bit, which I think is really good. And I think it's something that's a really good fit for me. There's a few really weird quirks, like something that's good that they've added after launch, which I'm so glad they did, um, is leaderboards, which it didn't have at launch. Mm. It's the kind of thing that would be great, you know, where it's like, oh, I can see that Jeremy has done this many robo button attacks. There's mini games, okay. right? And they're, right. you know, they've got whatever pretense to do or whatever. Um, and it's like, oh, now I can, you can high score chase to do things, but it also means you have to use your muscles. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit sore today because I did a, I did a thing yesterday, and like that's good. It's good to do that, and like. I was talking to someone about it today. It was like, I don't want to run really near my house at the moment. It's not that like my house is like unsafe to run around. Like, it's not like my, rather my area where my house is is unsafe to run around in. Like it's not that unsavory or anything, but it's also not that nice. It's just like streets. Yeah. It's like, eh, I don't, I don't want to run around in an area like that. I don't know. Um, and I don't want to exercise in front of people. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is the perfect thing. But there's a bunch of weird things. Like you have levels and like they give you new abilities and each ability is basically just a new type of exercise that attacks the enemies, whatever. But when you level up, it like hard stops your game. So if you're running, because you've got to like run to like run through the, the, the each level, you can like jog on the spot. And if you're running and and you like pick up an experience coin it happens to level you up it it just hard pauses the game and it's like you leveled up max max defense up max max attack up you unlock this thing and i'm and i'm standing there like half jogging like oh why are you stopping mm. why did you why are you stopping right now like well, i'm in the, i'm running right why did you stop yeah there's <laughs> just some boneheaded things like like there's this boss battle you do at the end of each world and i did i did one yesterday and after you after you're exercising for about a half an hour, it says, "Hey, do you want to stop?" And both times I've done it properly, I've said no, and I've regretted it. 
both times because um, I like go to do the boss battle. But like I did this boss battle. It was really intense. It was like hard. And then it like showed me all my experience, showed me that I leveled up, showed me the new ability that I unlocked, did a big cutscene for the the boss flying away. And then I got to do the end of the level thing, which is where it checks your heart rate. So by the time it checked my heart rate, I'd been standing still for about five minutes. Oh, right. And yeah. it was like light exercise. Maybe consider bumping up the challenge a lot. I was like, I was, I was going like, Oh, like five minutes ago. Like if you asked me to check my heart rate ages ago, I would have done it, but that was pointless. Right. <laughs> this would be things in there, but then just like the execution is like 80%. Um, but they've nailed what the bit that they need to, which is the getting fit. Yeah. The, the, the giving me the, the impetus to help myself do more fitness stuff. This is good. Cool. Yeah. Do you find yourself wanting to like, oh, I want to play ring fit. No. Okay. No. It's an exercise. Yeah. It's still it's a it's it's one of the easiest ways I've found to do things like squats and and like arm workouts and stuff like that. You know, whatever you do with a ring. Um <laughs> but, but like it it's it's the easiest way to like do certain types of things. So I can go in tomorrow say if i'm if i'm exercising tomorrow and be like last time i did this i did a bunch with my legs i'm going to do more of my arms stuff like that like as opposed to if i've ever wanted to exercise in the past i've just been like i'm going to put on my runners i'm going to put in my headphones and i'm going to run yeah for as long as i can yeah i guess you'd only otherwise like get uh what am i trying to say like uh, the only other way you'd be able to get that sort of personalized like oh i want to work on my legs to day would yeah. be to go to the gym yeah and like pick out or have someone yeah be like we're doing legs today you know like yeah, you know what i'm trying totally. to say like, like you can't like really a, do that at home someone setting up a regime. yeah like and you can it's it's good because each of your attacks have a cooldown. yeah and each attack is it like fo- focuses on a different part of your body yeah so you can only do so many like squeezy army attacks in a row and then you like you have to do something else like uh, like a squat or, or one of the yoga poses or or a stomach uh, workout mm-hmm. like um so it's it's good um it it it, it helps me to do that it, it helps you to they do a thing where you could stretch at the start and also stretch to wind down as well which is something that's just good form and it and it provides good feedback like it's a it's a good way to be like track progress and stuff yeah but also like even mid like attack like my difficulty level is like 21 which generally means i need to do 21 reps of something right so if i'm doing the squats i gotta do like 20 squats and it's like a lot (laughs) but like ring the talking ring you know is like doing enough of the like yeah awesome (laughs) and it's just like five and when i hear that i'm like okay i can do five more like Mm, yeah it's enough of that that it's good um yeah no it's good it's good it's it's but yeah it's it's not fun enough to the point where i can trick myself into exercising yeah okay i'm 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 not i'm not tricked into exercising i still have to decide to exercise yeah um and it's quite a thing because you've got to like get the ring out get the joy con off put it on get the other joy con out put it in the leg strap and then like get the leg strap like through the loop and wrap it around your leg like it 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 takes like five minutes to like Mm -hmm. set up um so, you, you, yeah, you really need to, like, decide to do it. Yeah. Um, it's like yeah. VR in that aspect. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Just a few less cables. Thankfully, yeah. it's wireless. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad I've got it. But, man, it's a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, but weird. Did you do Wii Fit? 
I never did Wii Fit. Did you do Wii Fit? Right. Did you do Wii Fit? Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's silly. Yeah. I feel like Ring Fit's going to be in like 20 years' time. You're going to be like, what the fuck were they thinking? Yeah. Like, it's going to be like. Um, Rob. Yeah, like that kind of bullshit. <laughs> that said, it's been popular. Like, yeah, they did, they did an earnings been. call for it recently. It sold more than well, 2 million it's copies. Pre-sold, it's sold out. Yeah. Like, you can't, you literally can, can't get it. I've been, I was looking for it two weeks ago and you just can't get it anywhere. Yeah. So makes me want it more. Yeah, right. That's the Nintendo way. <laughs> NES Classic, the Wii when it came out. Do yeah. you remember how hard it was to get a Wii when it came out? Even um, the Switch in every other country but Australia. Yeah. Amiibos. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, the other thing I've been playing is Spelunky. And I'm 2020. Yeah. Oh, what better time? What better time to play Spelunky than 10 years <laughs> after it came out? Yeah. So Spelunky is a game that I have a weird relationship with. It is a roguelike, which is a genre that I love. It is one of the first indie darlings of, you know, the early 2010s. Yeah, of, the, Super, of the indie boom. Yeah, when Super Meat Boy went nuts and Braid and Bastion and stuff like that. Um, I don't like this game. <laughs> <laughs> and I should, because it's the reason why so many of my favorite games are great. Yep. And there's just something about the design language of this game that just doesn't click with me. It's so punishing. It's so outrageously punishing. And not in like a Dark Souls way. It's not in like a... You know, you you know you overextended this so the skeleton could like take this many blows at you. It's like you accidentally dropped one block too far, so you bounced down three flights of 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 like steps, activated an arrow trap which launched you across the side of the room, and you landed on a spike trap and died. Like because you jumped that one extra block too far. Well, don't jump that one extra block too far. I know, right? But they're like <laughs> this. It's this. It's this incredible flow-on effect that this game has. It's like Spelunky is this Rube Goldberg machine. Yeah. waiting to happen like it's just so many tra- it's like mousetrap re- like the game like the board game ready to be sprung like you don't yeah. know how something is about to fuck you yeah but something is going to fuck you like and that that gets really frustrating however i love this game with friends because <laughs> when i can throw people into my madness it is so much more tolerable. And when someone else messes up and it's just as inexplicable, but the game isn't over, it's much easier to laugh at and have fun at rather than just go, oh, the end. Derek, you wrote a book about Spelunky, right? Yeah. He wrote like other book. Yeah. And Spelunky 2 is meant to be coming out this year. Oh, is that this year? I think so. What is that game? Spelunky 2. Yeah, I know, but what is what is a sequel to the Spelunky? Uh, well, Spelunky 1 is a roguelike. So that uh, means yeah, that okay. each each run the, the the game is, you know, proceeding so generated. June's question corner. <laughs> y'all, y'all remember it? I'll did, did, you want, did you want to talk more about Spelunky? No, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. Okay, good. I'm glad. What's the question? Hang on, I'm, I'm sitting here what, looking at... My screen and my Discord notification pops up. Someone has loaded Skrillex into the voice channel. Oh, good. Like I said, <laughs> it's 2020. Anyway, what better on. time? Um, strategy guides. What's your favorite? What is one you use the most? <laughs> I think this question changes all the time. I think one you your said was, what do you, what do you think of them? <laughs> what do you think hey, of them? Anybody want to buy strategy guides? I'm going to start. <clears throat> um... I have bought strategy guides like all my gaming life. Oh. I think. Um, I use the Pokemon uh, Fire Red strategy guide to death. 
Uh, I have all the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon strategy guides. Mm-hmm. Did um, you use them? I didn't actually because I got them after I finished the game. Oh, I but I that. like to have them. And then you can read through them and be hands. like, I remember that bit. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. They are in tatters, but they were free. So um, I really um, have like having physical things to flick through, mm. especially when they're about favorite games as Jeremy might be able to relate. I love art books. <laughs> um, and I um, found that the ones that I've used the most, probably the Final Fantasy 15 one that I got in the collector's edition because um, I 100% of that game and I think I wouldn't have if I had didn't have the book, but also it's all online anyway. But flicking through the book instead of looking online feels like it's more deserved. Like, yep. you're, like you're doing research. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have no interest in watching art on my PlayStation or going online and looking at art, but those art books, uh, wow. Uh, you got to be able to slap it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I fit so much creativity in these fucking bad boys. And also... Uh, the Red Dead 2 one I used a lot. Like oh, the amount of times yeah, I flipped yeah. to the index to search for like horse types yeah. was many a time. So. <laughs> Does it have a, like a part in that game of how to have fun in Red Dead Online? No, it doesn't. Because mm. that game doesn't was can't, Red Dead Online wasn't out when, yeah. when the that strategy too. guy came that out. Too. <laughs> um, that's my answer. Uh, in a similar vein to you, like I... I I don't really collect strategy guides. Mm. I, I, I never really have, but the Pokemon ones are the mm. ones that I actually liked and used a lot. Yeah. Um, Platinum specifically. That was the one that I had and adored and I have no idea where that is now. Mm. Um, but yeah, like it has the entire Pokedex inside of it. So you can like look at all the Pokemon types and like what types of moves they get at what level and when they evolve. And um, when I was playing Pokemon, I didn't really have like immediate access to the internet. So like this was like, <gasps> what? This is in this game sort you, of thing. Yeah, you got to like, find the Pokemon. Oh, yeah. S, 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 S. And like when I was not good at these games because these were some of like my first Pokemon games, it was like I was like legitimately stuck and like getting lost because I didn't know where to go next. And I would like go through the book and find out and it helped me like along the way. I have good memories of the Pokemon Platinum Uh strategy guide the mm. the fire i'm sure all the pokemon ones do but they have like every item that is in the world will yep. be in the book so like i think in the fire red one it broke it down by like root by root so you'd be like yeah. Yeah. go to this place to beat that trainer to there's these pokemon in the grass if you go to the left there's a pokeball here like yeah. like broken down so specifically that if you followed it you would just do the entire game yeah like it would tell you like the every pokemon in every trainer's yeah. like party and like the reward and then mm. what do you have to do next and yeah that's really good 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 stuff i and you can slap it you can slap <laughs> it <laughs> this pokemon book slaps <laughs> I think the first strategy guide I owned was some was the Sims 2 strategy guide. And that was just because someone gave it to us, was like, you guys own the Sims 2, right? How do you make right? a strategy guide for the Sims? I don't know. It's got <laughs> the, the cheat codes in it. It just says mother load for yeah. the entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I never used it. We, used, we found the cheat page. I never yeah. used it. But it's the one I remember. Yeah. And it like hung around with me, like moved through different houses and like sat on my bookshelf. I was like, I still have that thing, huh? Yeah. That's like the first one I remember. The one I bought intentionally first, though, was unsurprisingly Aragorn. Pokemon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon. Uh, Do you think that- I made an Aragorn cheat? No. no, no, no one, no one, no one played that game. I did. I one hundred percent. No one, no one played that game. Um, well, my cousin did too. He played it with me. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, 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 I have the Diamond and Pearl strategy guide. Right. Um, 
which was great because Diamond and Pearl are great. Yeah. Um, I never used it for for that like kind of stuff though for what's on this route and which gym trainer is on this. Something that I did. What what I distinctly remember is when you buy the Diamond and Pearl page, you get a fold out poster. And on one side is a complete poster. It's just like art of like the starters, I think. And on the other side is a half complete poster of the, of a, like a, like a. Palkia and the Alga? No, no. A landscape poster of the entire continent. Oh. Um, taken from an elevated position. Um, like an illustration. Yep. Um, and I immediately wanted that second <laughs> half of the poster. And I was like, why don't I have this second half of the poster? There's more. I want it. What is it? I don't even know what it is. And what it was, was the Pokedex for that generation. Yeah. Um, and with those two things combined, when I returned to Diamond much later in like year 11, year 12, maybe I used it to do the thing that I didn't know that you could do that I never did prior, which was create the perfect team ahead of time. So it was like, pick which Pokemon I wanted to, I wanted to start with, wanted to go with, and then be like, okay, this is where I can catch Garchomp or Gaibal or rather. Um, and this is where I can catch this one. And if I do this, this learns this move at this level and these Pokemon offsets the type disadvantages of this one. And I, and I got like really deep into it like i like spent nights in my bed before sleep like going through the pokedex being like oh that's that's got good stats oh like <laughs> studying yeah yeah and and before and before like like making the perfect team and then once i did i used that original strategy guide to be like because there were a few pokemon where it's like there's one floor of this one cave which is off the route that goes under the bike track once you learn one of the hms from a totally <laughs> different side of the thing so and that was for Geibel. It was like really hard to get. Yeah. Um, if you if you didn't like if you didn't want to go out of your way already, um, it was very specific. Um, and so it was cool to just have that um, and to like know what I was going for and like grind for it. And um, so that was really awesome. I don't think I've owned any other strategy guides though. Mm. Um, I think they're really neat. I really like the idea of having the Breath of the, the- Wild strategy guide for something that's so expansive and. Or, or like Red Dead, like yeah. something that's so huge that it's just good to find something that, that has the answers. It's like, yeah. I wonder what happens if if the people that are building the house, if they what happens when they finally build it? They won't I don't, get the whole kill on before they get Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's why I need to look it up. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think it sort of boils down to, for me, it's like having something physical to go along with. It makes it more meaningful somehow. Mm. I don't know more satisfying I mean like it's not so much a strategy guide but my last guardian book mm. does detail through that entire that, game that from book front is, like, to back fucking excellent because it has design work in it, there that game that, that book is just like the one, the best game book that I have yeah. it's just unreal um, I didn't know it was made unreal mm. <sighs> um, <laughs> and you can slap him next question <laughs> corner is oh sorry I just want to bring up one last oh, thing oh sorry no, it's okay. I, did, I didn't. I didn't. I, I remember this after I stopped talking. <laughs> Sorry. One. One final thing. When I got my first Pokemon game, it was in the morning of my sixth birthday. I got my game. So it was Pokemon Yellow. I got I, my I Game Boy for 
my birthday that evening. Oh. So I had the game, but I didn't have the game. Board. But I was still so stoked because I had a Pokemon game, but I couldn't play it and I couldn't take it with me because it was valuable. So I took the player manual and like all through lunch, I was reading the player manual. <laughs> That's really cute. But that was back in the day when the player manuals had, they were like mini strategy guides for yeah. the first like hour of the game. And so it, it basically went through up to um, the forest, um, through the forest in yellow. I can't remember what it's called. Right. Um, and, and it was the same thing. It was like, you can find items here and it's this. And it had the cool illustrations. It was cool. Anyway, I just wanted to mention that. Oh, it had like 10 pages in the back for notes. Oh, man. They That's all, right, they, the notes pages. They all had notes. And <laughs> I only ever used it once just to write down like Ratchet and Clank cheat codes to yeah. get like different costumes for Quark. Yeah. So, June, what's the next question? Um, I don't think we've done this one. Maybe we've done this one. Please stop me if, I, we, if we have. Um, what is the game that has made you the most mad? Oh, I don't think we've done that. Kingdom Hearts. I love this. In terms, in terms of like frustrated, not like because it's bad. Like, okay, that's a good one. I don't have an immediate answer to that one. I do, like I usually do. So I'm, I'm I'm glad I don't. Cool. I do. Tune in in two weeks. I'm so ready to be angry on the podcast. (laughs) That's the state. That's the that's the constant state, isn't it? Yes. Angry on the podcast. (laughs) I'm sure there's there's always something that we get angry at. Yeah. Madame Don. <laughs> China. <laughs> Let's Speaking of the global politics section of the podcast, yeah. hey Jeremy. Hi. What are we up to this week with news? I haven't done any of this. I was on the I was on the bus. I was like, oh, I'll I'll, uh, I'll get the news ready for this week, and you were like, I already did it. I was like, sweet. Yeah, I didn't have anything to do today. Um, <laughs> except play Apex to clean your room. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I just picked three stories. There are more stories, but like I didn't remember how far back I had to go and there wasn't really anything that really stuck out to me. There's like huge major news that we haven't really covered. That's a good thing, I think. But we've covered some of the stuff already, like the Byleth announcement and release, the Apex announcement and release. I wouldn't even call that news. It's more just like, yeah, stuff. Yeah, and Um, uh, maybe the DualShock 4 back paddle attachment. That's not news, that's just marketing. (laughs) Cool though. Yeah, if you want to spend forty bucks, um, or fifty bucks rather, um, yeah. So three, three, three stories. Um, the first one, uh, which I found quite interesting, and that only happened today, um, so it's relatively new. Uh, Dan Hauser has departed Rockstar Games. Uh, not yet. Sorry, let me rephrase that. Dan ha- Dan Hauser departing Rockstar Games. Last <laughs> one. Uh, this is so. This is the an article from Polygon. Um, the quote from Take Two is, says, after an extended break beginning in the spring of 2019, Dan Hauser, Vice President Creative at Rockstar Games, will be leaving the company. Dan Hauser's last day will be March 11, 2020. We are extremely grateful for his contributions. Rockstar Games has built some of the most critically acclaimed and commercially successful game worlds, a global community of passionate fans, an incredible talented team, which remains focused on current and future projects. Um, this is really weird. Um, this is really, really, really weird. So Dan Hauser was one of the co-founders yeah that, of it's the, it's, rockstar games it's the hauser brothers like that is this is one this is his studio it's the key one of the key creative like writers and the is creative leads he, this, this is miyamoto leaving nintendo stuff is he resigning or is he being pushed out he's uh, uh, he can't be pushed out he's he's like yeah. up, he's like so at he the top. must be resigning yes yeah no he's definitely resigning he's probably just yeah fucking how old is he not that young uh, not that old no he's, but like, their he's, company is 25 yeah. years old 
Yeah, but I mean, like, but like I'm saying, this is this is really. It's so, big. It's not. It's not not big. It's big. I, I think it's actually really weird. I don't think. I didn't think that he would just straight up leave, considering that really weird interview that he pulled out last year with Vulture, talking about like the the state of Rockstar. Like I, I don't know. It just it's it's a really odd thing for him to do, and I feel like he would he would have wanted to do more projects because um, he is like one of the writers of that studio. Yeah, he's um, one of the key creative team. Mm. Like the key creative leads for GTA, yep. Red Dead, Bully, <laughs> yeah, like it just everything they've released in the last how yeah, long. Like the Hauser brothers are the, what has created everything about Rockstar, um, including the culture. Yes, definitely including the culture. Um, a Rockstar spokesperson reached out to Polygon to note that although Dan Hauser is leaving the company, Sam Hauser's role with the Rockstar Games, which is found, which he founded in 1998, remains unchanged. Twenty-two-year-old um, company. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe he's going to go to the initiative, like every else I worked at Rockstar. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, yeah, I don't. I don't really know what to say apart from I don't know what he's going to do outside of this because, like, what does someone who does that do after this? What does <laughs> someone who founded Rockstar and has made like multiple? generation defining games yeah. over your creative like timeline what do you where do you go from there i can't see it's like oh maybe i'll see if respawn wants me like dan house is gonna go work for ea like that doesn't make any sense like he probably has enough money you can just retire oh absolutely absolutely There's like like how much how many hundreds of thousands of dollars does gta 5 print for them every day like even just in sales, maybe hundreds of thousands with sales, mm. but tens of thousands with sales. That game still sells bucket loads. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's I I I think it's weird for him to step down without. I feel like he would have wanted to do more games. So question. Yeah. I feel like the last time we spoke about Dan Dan Hauser was fifteen months ago when Rockstar Two came out. When Rockstar Two came out. When Red Dead Redemption Two came out. Yes. And. Three or four weeks beforehand, a massive article came out detailing an incredibly toxic work culture predicated on crunch yep. in the company. Do you think the articles within that maybe, maybe um, was it Sam Houser's the other brother? Yeah. Maybe Sam's taken that all of that feedback on board and is like, hey, we really need to change stuff. Maybe, maybe there's some change that needs to happen within the company, and Dan's like, like not wanting to be a part of it, and is like falling apart not falling apart but like what am i trying to say is like this change needs to happen for the company and for whatever reason that means that dan Hauser needs to go what like i mean that would be good news yeah but i don't think that's something we'll ever we won't know, know. yeah like i mean speculating on that is like yeah no i know yeah it's just strange because like i only remember talking about dan Hauser with that crunch issue with during that mm. during that time so i mean he's been around like he's they're not public figures is the weird thing yeah for such a flashy game like, like they don't have a face they have Barlog or yeah or. it's yeah i don't know it's it, it it's you know sometimes people leave because they want to go do something different you know something that they can like make their own um <laughs> this is that for him like yeah, he's already done that yeah like this this would be a guy like this is life goal. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I don't know. It's like YouTube is retiring at twenty eight. 
Yeah, so, sort of. <laughs> I don't know what Rockstar looks like without him. No. Um, I mean, we hardly know what Rockstar looks like anyway. Yeah. Looks like a symbol and a bunch of closed doors. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Bring back the bends. Um, so the next article I have here is... This one is not entirely... Um, there's nothing confirmed in this article. Um, this is one of them salt grain articles. Yes. Um, Geeks Worldwide, which is a website. I wonder what that what that acronym was. I was yeah. like, what's the GWW.com? Uh, have posted an article today saying that they have an exclusive scoop on the new Batman game, which has been forever teased and never given any good information about um, from Warner Brothers Montreal. Uh, apparently, according to... James Sigfield from Geeks Worldwide. It is a soft reboot. Um, it is not a sequel. Um, coming fall of this year, which would be spring in Australia. Uh, spring? Yeah. That's in like three months. No, spring. Yeah, no, okay, spring. No, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I got my hemispheres. <laughs> that's okay. Um, yeah, and like... <laughs> Information is loose. There's nothing official here, um, but they're what? saying, which I feel like, surely, like the first one, most recent Batman's is what Arkham Asylum, which wasn't that long ago. Arkham to Knight, do. the oh. first one. Oh, the first one. Yeah, yeah. that was 2009. That's that's not long enough ago to do a reboot. So, so the way Arkham Knight ended, it's sort of like, yeah, and like the way Arkham Knight ended, it was sort of like a definitive end to Batman in that game. Yeah, it's like a. And like a soft reboot would then allow them to do more stuff creatively mm. without having to be tied down to a universe that have or- that's already gone through like a lot of villains. Mm. Um, and then they can do like a different take on Batman as everyone always seems to want to do and then never does. Um, Batman's boring. Oh. Batman certainly can be fucking boring. Yep. Um, just, the ba- like, just use a gun. <laughs> just use a gun. <laughs> just fucking kill him. Um, Arkham Batman, I like a lot. Like I yeah. think I think that's like definitive comic Batman that I like a lot because he's very detective-y mm. and that's my favorite part of Batman. Mm. Um, you should play Black Sad. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Black Sad. Um, apparently this new Batman game will kick off a new somewhat cohesive DC games universe as well. Oh, yikes. Yeah, who that's, knows? that's a heavy burden. Yeah. No wonder this game hasn't come out yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like there's not a lot of information to go off aside from... I mean, there's people at... Chomping, do they champ or do they chomp at the bit? Chomp. People are chomping at the bit. No one, no one champs, champs at the bit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. Like it's a it's Carrie a horse ch- term. Carrie, you're chomping at the bit a little bit. <laughs> um, people have been chomping at the bit <laughs> to just get any new details about this game, and like the pit, like the, the studios have been like, have you seen those teasers they've been posting? Shit, they're terrible. And also, they go silent for months at a time afterwards. It's yeah. like. Shut up and do something. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, or, 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 or nothing. Like, engage us when you are ready. Yeah. Stop teasing us. Like, yeah. a tease is fun when there's, like, like a release after it. Like, this is just, like, oh. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. Oh. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I sort of don't care at this point. Show me something cool and or, like, just shut up. 
Yeah. Like the fact that we've heard nothing for such a long time sucks. Yeah. But like, that's fine. I'd be surprised if it came out 2020. That would mean it's probably what a PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series game. Yeah. I mean, that's what Night did. It got announced and then got released that same year. Yeah, but it came out 2015. It wasn't out on PS3. Also, it wasn't good. People no. liked it. They just didn't like the tank. Yeah, there's too much of that in that game. Shooty bang. Yeah. So, final story. We have Too many guns. <laughs> too many guns. Um, final story is... Uh, I'm, not, I'm not exactly reading from a article at, uh, for this one. I'm, I'm just sort of reading from... Blizzard's terms of service for Warcraft 3 reforged. Yep. Um, because this sucks. I'm not talking about the quality of the game. I haven't played it. People don't like it. But this is a really weird thing to add because Blizzard is not the same company that it used to be. Um, inside the terms of service for Warcraft 3 Reforged, which is the remake of Warcraft 3 that was recently announced, it mentions... To the extent that you are prohibited from transfer, uh, yeah. To the extent you are prohibited from transferring or assigning your moral rights to Blizzard by applicable law, to the utmost extent legally permitted, you waive any moral rights or similar rights you may have in all such custom games without remuneration. So that basically means that if you create a new type of game in Warcraft Three in the custom games, um, Blizzard own it, um, and you waive all rights for that game. Gee, I wonder why they've got that particular mm. inclusion in there yeah it's almost like that exact thing happened 17 years ago yeah with one of the biggest games of all time yeah dota yeah um which then like league and mobas in general yeah um which they have next to no hand in now yeah this is not like like you know every game says that now that's a, that's what dreams is based on i was gonna say it reminds sony, me of dreams yeah now, sony yeah. owns dreams in, and everything in sony it Sony owns your dreams yes yeah sony owns your dreams <laughs> that's what that's gonna be they the ps5 sure that's gonna be the ps5 reveal <laughs> sony owns you yeah andrew house is gonna come out and go we own your dreams <laughs> um andrew house is gone oh yeah i don't know who's at that company anymore yeah um, Herman Holst. <laughs> it's a fake name. It's not a fake name. It's um, just a Scandinavian name. So, yeah, this is like, it's it's not the biggest deal, but it sort of like shows that the the blizzard that people used to know and love, that ain't it anymore. No. It's not that. No. Um, it hasn't been for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, the Diablo stuff, this stuff, the Hong Kong Hearthstone, the Hong Kong Hearthstone stuff. Yeah. Um, how many separate messes have they stepped into? The Overwatch in the stuff. Six yeah, months. Like it, I was thinking about it because I was thinking, like, man, Blizzard sort of bring out quite a few games pretty quickly recently. Like it's this. It was Overwatch. It was Hearthstone. It was Heroes of the Storm. Diablo three, sort of as well. Um, and then WoW expansions throughout that. Like that's quite a few games back. Unlike what they used to do, which was like a WoW expansion and like another Diablo or a Starcraft. And there would sort of be like two or three years in between. Um, Yeah, they are pumping out games now and no one, they don't really have any good rep anymore. I think they still do. I, the reason I say they still do is because we all thought they were fucked headed into BlizzCon last year. And like after the Blitzchung uh, PR debacle, and all they did was show some cinematic trailers for Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2. And everyone was like, cool, done, happy now, go home. 
like the amount of people on Reddit who are like, I deactivate, I deactivated my account during the the Hong Kong like, like um like protest, protest as as protest for the for Blizzard's actions during the Hong Kong nonsense. Yeah. Does anyone know how I can reactivate my account and get all my skins back? It's like, yeah. dude. Yeah. Like what the. F- <sighs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it's... Like, that's all it took? For some, for some people, yeah, and that sucks. Yeah. Um, but, I th- you know, like, people... Like, the, the conversation around Blizzard has changed now is what I mean. Like, you know, there are companies where you look at them and go, wow, that company, like, actually, you know, really cares about their fans or, like, they're really, they're really listening to what's going on and they really want to do right by their customers. Mm-hmm. That's um, what I was going to say. I think that it, it in the last years specifically i think it, they've sort of shown their faces like they really don't care about their audience yeah. yeah at all like they'll make the money yeah so like why would they yeah um whereas like there are like other companies like bungie is a good example with destiny Absolutely. um where like they refocused everything and went all right like what do we need what what should we do yeah. mm. as opposed to like mm. what's gonna just pay for? and i feel like a lot of that is tencent and a lot of that is activision mm. um but a lot of that's also probably just blizzard just in general like yeah. you know like this company has gone through some pretty major changes um and it's so crystal clear yeah all the time yeah 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 how the mighty have fallen Mm. anyway that's the news Mm. thanks for rounding it up jeremy Mm, thank you that's okay um so weird to be talking about rockstar again i don't know it's interesting because i remember when we started this podcast it was all about all of the it's just in time for all the crunch articles that were coming out, and now I feel like I feel like we're revisiting an old time, <laughs> like we're back in Jeremy's bunker. Um, <sighs> this is the third house we've been in. We've recorded of yours. Yeah, I've moved three times in two years. Yeah, I can't wait to not do that again. <laughs> yeah, it, like it's pretty wild when you don't move out. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Uh, if you've enjoyed this episode. You can, and you would like to do this, you can consider supporting us on patreon.com slash minimapau. I did mention this before, but uh, like I said, there are some neat little things over there and it helps us to put more time into the podcast to make it better, make it more interesting. If you have any suggestions, feel free to send them our way via Twitter or if you do decide to support us, you can also send them to us on Patreon. Um, uh, Like I said before, we also have a new article out on the website. Uh, Go check it out. Um, Jeremy and... I have been streaming occasionally recently as well, so uh, you can check our Twitters for information on that. If you want to know what our Twitters are, mine is at KJPalmer underscore 24. Jeremy's is... At Bernie1 underscore Iowa. <laughs> and June's He's buffering. Is <laughs> June, what's your Twitter? You're not actually going to say yours? Oh, at everyone, Jez. It's Thank on you. the website. Yeah. Go to my fucking website. Yeah, but like, you know, I'm saying it, you know. Um, Junez, J-U-N <laughs> underscore E-double-S. Uh, and you can also find the Minimap Twitter at MinimapAU. Um, aside from that, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with a new Minimap cast. And um, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Thanks. See you later. Bye.